Welcome, guys, to She Wears the Pants, episode four. I have way more confidence saying this now for some reason. Because we're not imposters. It's the imposter syndrome. You're like, what am I doing? This week's <laughs> theme for the this episode is spooky because Halloween, Halloween is Saturday and it does not feel like Halloween, so we're going to make it feel like Halloween with some spooky content. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And, yeah, so we have a lot to talk about. A lot. We do. Yeah. We're going to start talking about a topic that I'm sure everyone is familiar with, but if you aren't, you're about to learn about ghosting. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Oh, I'm victim Um, of that. Yeah, same. I'm also the doer of it as well. I'm guilty of that. Oh, yeah. Um, Only when necessary. And I will explain myself in that. So if you don't know what ghosting is, it's when you are talking to someone over text and you've been talking to them or, like, you've gone a couple dates and you're just not interested and you don't know how to, like, tell them that. So you just completely drop off the face of the earth and you just stop talking to them. Um, And, you know, for people who don't like confrontation, I can understand why you do it. But also... As the ghosty, it can really suck, and you're kind of, like, questioning if you did something wrong, which, I mean, not that you didn't do anything wrong, but, like, they probably didn't like you because you got ghosted. Um, I mean, that's the reality of it, and that's okay. You know, not everyone's going to like you. I think being okay with rejection is something you have to learn in life. Like, you're going to get rejected from jobs and by people, and by people you don't expect to be rejected by like friends you never know so um i think in some contexts i think ghosting is okay and that's an unpopular opinion but i'm gonna explain why yeah i need to hear why so wait i'm gonna pull my chair up here um so go so i ghosted someone i i would i used to go i would ghost people sometimes and then i stopped doing it because i was like all right this isn't cool like it's not very nice, and I wouldn't want someone to do this to me, so I'm not going to do it. And I think everyone deserves to be treated like a person, so I'm going to, like, you know, actually, like, you know, reach out to them and, like, let them know, like, you know, I just am not interested and give them a little decency. So there was one point, though, where I was like, it's okay to ghost in this situation because I was overwhelmed. Um, there was a boy in Boston when um, – this is before – this is before COVID. So this was like kind of the January, February era of this year. And I was talking to a boy and he would not leave me alone. Um, to the point where like he would text me constantly about like what I was doing. So like we'd like would talk and like end the conversation at a good point. And he'd be like, so what are you doing now? I'm like, I'm still studying at the library. I'm not, my, I'm very boring. Um, so wait, school. when the conversation ended naturally, how long, how much time had passed between that and what he said? So what are you like doing Like 30 now? minutes, probably. Oh, God. Yeah. That's bad. And so it was just constantly like, what are you doing now? I'm like, I'm at home eating pasta, watching um, Euphoria. Like, <laughs> life is not that exciting. Um. <laughs> And he constantly wanted to hang out. Like, he always, every single day would ask me, when are we going to hang out next? Which, if I was really into someone, I'd be like, oh my gosh, he wants to hang out. But, like, when I met this kid, he had the he had the personality of a teaspoon. Like, he 
he just had no he had no personality um his personality was being tall is what i realized tall boys don't often have personalities because they're just used to getting off and like getting by with just their tallness as their personality trait yes yeah um, as someone who dates tall people because i am tall so yeah that was so basically it got to the point where it was being it was getting really aggressive and i just and like I actually got sick. Like, we were supposed to... I, like, did make a second date. And, again, we'd only had one date. We'd only hung out once, and he was acting this way. It wasn't like we'd been talking for a while. And, like, two weeks after talking to him, I got sick with strep. And was like, hey, you know, I know I said I'd hang out this week, but I have strep. I'm not going to class. Like, I'm really sick. I'm going to have to cancel. And he was like, oh, no worries. Like, I can bring you something. And I was like, no, it's okay. Like, I don't want anyone seeing me right now. I'm gross. And the next day, like, he kind of asked me, like, so when can we hang out? And I was like, well, I'm still stick with strep, so, like, yeah, so not you have the soon. next day, like, the yeah. Day and he'd be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm just laying in bed. I'm still sick with strep. But I'm doing absolutely nothing. I'm watching Disney movies. I'm watching The Little Mermaid. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> um, and he would, like, if I went a long time without replying, which I started to do, he would then double and triple text me. Which, in some cases, I think is fine. But this case, it was not. I don't know how to explain it. It was just not okay. I didn't want it to happen. No, I think we all feel that that's just not okay. No. And... <laughs> I don't blame you. He, uh, then he accused me of faking my illness um, to not go on a date with him. And I was like, no, I'm actually very sick. But this maybe says a lot about you, that you are worried that I am faking an illness to not hang out with you. Yo, that um, man's is insecure. Yeah, which, you know, but I, you know, and I, and so I ended up just absolutely not talking to him anymore. Um, and he got the message very clear. And that was just, and I, you know, I consulted my friends, even my guy friends up there were like, Kat, this guy is weird, like, just giving off weird vibes, like, just cut it off. Like, cold turkey, just don't do it. And that's what happened. So in that case, I thought ghosting was appropriate. Now, if it was someone who I got on some dates with and just wasn't really clicking with, you know, I would text them and just say, hey, like, I just don't really see this going anywhere. Like, I think you're a really great person, but I don't think we click, like, on that level. And it might hurt to hear that in the moment. And I've done, and I've had that happen to me, too. I've been ghosted and I've had people text me and be like, hey, I didn't feel a spark. And in the moment, you're like, what do you mean? I'm so cool. Like, you don't like me? Like, anyone would lo- like want to be with me. Or maybe you'd have the opposite reaction. Be like, oh my god, like, I'm horrible. But at the end of the day, like, rejection is going to happen. I'd rather, like, have someone just tell me, like, hey, I don't think it's going to work. Versus, like, just cutting me off completely. Because then you just wonder. You're just left wondering. Yeah. Totally. I totally agree. I think in that instance with that weird guy, like, you're fine to ghost him if they're acting weird it's like yeah i don't know you feel like you don't really owe them anything yeah but if you have seen them a few times and they're like a normal human then maybe that like respects your boundaries then maybe it's best to tell them that you didn't feel anything i have a story ah i have a couple stories (laughs) what's your biggest ghosting story my biggest ghosting story um Mm. oh yeah okay I have one um so in college in college that sounds so far away long ago yeah get used to it I'm sad 
So my going into sophomore year of college, um, I matched with someone who was in like a few of my classes and who I knew of. Um, and since we were, since it was the summer, we weren't like at school or anything. I was in New Jersey. And so we talked all throughout the summer. We texted, um, a bunch and like, you know, flirt, like we were flirty. Like, um, I think we were into each other. At least I was, I don't know about him. It seemed like he was, (laughs) I don't want to sound like this salty girl right now, but I think it is a really good story because it's just crazy. So, okay. So then I move into old Leonard town, right? Classic. Um, Yeah. My ratchet old Leonard town apartment. And me and my friend Kylie, um, the first day back at school, I'm like, Kylie, like, this guy that I've been talking to, like, invited me to a party, like, let's go. So we go, and we meet up, and, you know, I I talk to him a little bit, whatever. Um, I don't really know. I, I couldn't really read the vibes, like, if he was, because, like, all summer we kind of talked about hanging out and, like, playing, like, what's that game? 2k you were gonna play 2k (laughs) yeah that basketball game lmao ally that game is so hard my roommate has that and i i've tried to play with him that shit is hard like you it's hard to be good at that game (laughs) and you were gonna play that i'm wow you must have really liked this kid if you were like yeah i'll totally play 2k i well because like i grew up playing video games and I like NHL, so I... It's hard, man. Like, I've played... I've never played it. <laughs> I've played all those sports ones with my roommate, and I like Madden the best, and then I like FIFA. And if I was good at 2K, I would like 2K. But I've tried to play it by myself and with him, and I'm just bad at it. Like, just not good. <laughs> but maybe, you know, maybe you'd have a little bit more skill. I didn't grow up playing, like, video games like that when I was younger. No, I, I mean, I had never played it, but he was always, like, joking, like, oh, we should play it when we're back at school, like, let's do this and that, so, I mean, it's just all talk, but, so, we went to this party, whatever, um, after that, um, I didn't really hear much from him, like, I was like, that's weird, like, we've been talking all summer, like, and now nothing, so I invited him, this was stupid of me, and, like, looking back, I should have just been like, okay, I'm done, like, I'm not gonna go after someone that, like, doesn't, I don't know, that doesn't, um, yeah, for sure, and I think that's a great point to bring up. Yeah, and, like, that was my naive sophomore yourself, like, I'm just a tryhard, and I feel like I always try to win someone over. So, yeah, that was my mistake. But I invited him to Gamma Phi Formal, right? Formal? No, dated. Like Gamma Phi dated at Milk Boy. You were abroad, so I bring him. We have, like, a good time, like, um, super fun. And at least I think he had a good time. And then he was like, oh, do you want to come back and, like, go – like, me and my roommates always go on the roof of the Clarice and just, like, hang out. I remember you telling me and, the story. It's all coming yeah. back to me. Um, like, I'll show you how we get up there. And I was like, yeah, like, let's go. So I go in my romper. Element. And, um, and uh, like, I borrow his roommate's oversized sneakers to wear. But basically, like, we go up all, <laughs> we go up all these steps and, like, we go across this, like, 
pull out like glass awning Wow. you go up we're all the way up there and then we're hanging off the side of the roof with our legs dangling and then all of a sudden we see a cop car drive by and we're like oh my god why are we so stupid and we get down we duck we see like the cop lights shining up no um, way like they saw us like looking for us and i never felt more like i was in a movie because we were like ducking down like it was four of us and we had to like be super quiet we found this like escape route i like jumped off of the roof onto this awning and he didn't catch me even though he tried to and i got the worst bruise on my butt so bad and we finally got down into the middle of this area and we started walking away and then we're like we're good like they didn't see anything like they can't do anything and the cops come (laughs) and they're like you four like stay where you are basically we get detained like detained as in they make us just sit down and stuff and the guy starts mocking me for wearing like a romper when it's freezing out and i'm like dude just chill like don't be mean Oh, yeah, Um, sexism. We love that. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I am cold, but I'm having fun. What's it to you? Basically, after that, um, that was an experience, and I thought it would bring us closer together. (laughs) But I, like, did not hear from him after that, and I was like, I was like, I literally am so annoyed. Like, I brought you to my dated, and then... And then you, like, I can't fully blame it on him, but he's the one that's been up there multiple times. And, of course, the time that I go, like, we get in trouble and we get our names taken down. I thought, like, we would get in trouble with the school, but we never did. Like, they never followed through or whatever. But (laughs) basically he got me in trouble and then I never heard from him after. Um, I mean, I did, like, the day after, but then we just never really talked after that, so... Um, he ghosted me. <laughs> the nerve of him. I mean, to go through all that, I feel like it'd be kind of, like, a little adventure that'd be, like, fun and, like... I know. I thought know, it would bring could, us like, closer. laugh about... Clearly, this boy is delusional, as most men are. Like, that's the thing. I don't think people... I feel like there's a, a good way to ghost, like you had said. Like, there's a... A time and place for it but sure with something like that like I think a lot of people are hesitant to like really say their feelings about things I think he knew that I liked him maybe he just didn't want to be upfront and didn't want to say I don't like you and I mean I feel like at that age people are or boys can be immature like I mean I was definitely immature back then probably still immature now but like i've definitely grown a little bit to be like hey i don't like you i don't like that's the mature thing to do but like yeah i think that's definitely a college thing that you can like that people do but i think at this age in your 20s you shouldn't be doing that unless there's a real situation like mine yes that's totally but like if, if you just didn't have a nice time just let them know like yeah like no one wants to wonder what happened exactly I think that can really, like, mess people's heads, you know, like. Yeah, you start to wonder, like, what did I do wrong, kind of. Yeah, and it's a very, like, downward spiral, very insecure thought process behind that. 
Do you feel like there are times where, like, you don't mean to ghost, but, like, conversations between the two of you just start to get less and less, and then just, like, someone just doesn't reach out? Because that's happened to me, like, very recently, like, before I started dating someone, like... Yeah. Like, that happened, you know what I mean? Like, where, like, we were going back and forth, and, like, I just got busy, so I didn't reply as much, or, like, didn't reach out as much first, and they stopped reaching out. It wasn't like I didn't like them, but I was just kind of, like, busy, and... I usually, I feel like I'm usually good about telling people that, like, our interests aren't aligned or, like, yeah, that I don't see it going anywhere or I don't want anything, and I don't know if guys appreciate that or if guys are, like, do you ever, like, wonder if you're crossing a line by telling them that you're not interested? Because no. Callie and I were talking about this and we were, like, hmm. if we give them a reason, what if they're like, well, I don't even like you. You know what I mean? Like, you're not completely there yet, but you're, like, like, you're so oh, early so saying. early days that you're, like, telling them that you don't like them, but they're like, wait, what? Like, I don't even care about you. Well, that happened to me. Like, I went, I hung out with a guy one time. We, I went over to his place, and um, he had just moved here. He's a student at Johns Hopkins. He's a med student. And I brought beer, and we just, like, sat and talked for a while, and then we watched, um, uh, what's it called? We watched, um, I think we watched, uh, The Conjuring? We watched a scary movie, because we both talked about how much we like scary movies. And uh-huh. nothing, like, literally nothing happened. Like, we didn't even kiss. Like. Oh, God. Nothing happened. Like, it was, because I, I, well, I had eaten ice cream, and this kid was allergic to dairy to the point where he would, like, go into anaphylactic shock if he had dairy, so, like. Really? Yeah, isn't that I've crazy? I've never heard of that. It was a big, that was already a red flag. You can't eat dairy. Yeah. You would not survive that relationship. No. Um, so, you know, I thought we had a good time. Like, I was, like, wanted to get to know him better. But then when I, like, I left and, like, and a couple days later, I, like, I think I reached out and was just like, hey, like, you know, how are you, whatever. And he was like, hey, like, I mean to reach out to you. Like, I just think there's, there's really a spark. Like, I think you're a really cool person, but I just didn't really feel anything. And to me... I would say I think it takes more than one date to, like, feel something, but sometimes there is a date where you have a date with someone and you just know that there is not going to be a second one, and I guess that's what it was, and I can't be offended because I've had that experience with guys where I, within 30 seconds of meeting them, I'm like, why am I here? This is not going to be Yeah. I'm already uncomfortable. Um, Yeah. So, you know, for whatever reason that's how it was and I, I kind of you know I, I kind of ca- <laughs> excuse me I countered it and was like you know I don't think that like you can make a snap judgment this quickly but I do respect your decision and like thanks for actually telling me and not just like ghosting me like that's and he was like no like I wouldn't do that to you like so you know yeah I think, that's respectful so I think like although like I didn't like him at that point I still like respected like how he felt and you know, I wouldn't want to move forward with someone if they weren't crazy about me. Like, you know, whereas I feel like with some people, you just hit it off and it's just awesome. And that's the end of yeah. history, you know, but. So, yeah. No, definitely. Oh, wait, before we uh, move on or talk more about this, I just have to share an update with you. Like a really awful Bumble experience that I had over the weekend. Are you going to keep this in and... or are going to edit this out? No, no, we'll keep it in because it's not, like, inappropriate, but it's, like, it's straight up rude. Oh, my gosh, tell me. What? 
So basically, it was kind of like sad um, because we, this guy and I, oh, I have to not cover my mic. This guy and I were kind of talking on Bumble and he said he's a food photographer. So I was like, oh, well, I love cool. taking pictures of food too. I have like an Instagram and um and here i would definitely appreciate your input on this because i don't know if i read this wrong but basically so he has a food instagram we followed each other on instagram and our food instagrams and we were talking we were saying like you know like what we like to take pictures of like just talking normally but after he followed me his answers got like shorter and in my head i was like maybe he saw what I actually look like more recently and he's saying to himself oh I'm not into it she's not cute or whatever that's so sad to say but that's sometimes like how I feel maybe I sound so insecure right now no Jesus. that's so but, no don't, well that's so relatable though because I've definitely yeah, felt and, that way like I mean, yeah. in, in different ways but I've definitely felt like I mean, this is kind of shallow, but, like, when I dyed my hair brown, I had a guy stop talking to me, because he was like, you dyed your hair? And I was like, yeah, like, I just changed it up, like, knew me, and he just unfriended me, like, on Snapchat, and just, like... What? Are you yeah. serious? Yeah. And I was like, okay. So then I got, like, self-conscious, and, like, every... I, like, would put that, like, I put up a picture on my profile, and, like, so my brown hair is there, and, like, guys would ask me, like, oh are you blonde or brunette right now? And I was like, well, I just dyed it brunette. Like, is that okay? And they're like, why would you ask that? And I was like, you'd be surprised. Yeah, some people are really, like, yeah. I guess particular. I don't, I think you look great in both. I don't see, it's but not like you is, like, I got cut off all your hair. I was hair. like, do I look bad as a brunette? Like, it was, so anyway, no. get back to your story, though. But, like, it's it don't feel, like, bad because it's so relatable. Like, where that, yeah. and I'm sure that happens with so many people where, like, you know, all of a sudden the conversation just gets, like, shorter and shorter, and you're like, what did I, like, you just start looking inward, you're like, what did I do wrong? But really, yeah. you should be like, what, like, my therapist and I were talking about this recently, and she was like, don't look at it as, like, an I, look at it as, like, a, they're immature, they're not yeah. ready, they are not present enough, like, to do this, like, you know what I mean, like, it's a them issue, which is so yeah. hard to, like, it's a me thing, but, like, the right person wouldn't do that, but what happened, e continue. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. It's a good way to think about it. But basically, so he, then his answers got a little bit shorter, like not as engaged. I was like, oh gosh, I feel self-conscious. Maybe he doesn't think I'm actually cute or maybe he's not interested after seeing my profile. Oh, so then I stopped lie. answering. <laughs> I stopped answering because I was like, just for that night, I was like, whatever. But then the next night I was like, okay, maybe I'll actually reply to him now. So I did. And I said, um, so I said, how's your Friday going? And he said, nice of you to show up, exclamation point. And I was like, thought I'd make an appearance on Bumble tonight, you know? And he replied, not interested. And. What? Yeah. And, but it wasn't, so I didn't check my phone for like 15 minutes or something. I don't know. And then I checked and saw that he sent this, uh, a while back. And there wasn't, like, a JK or anything after that. So I was, like, I was, like, that's really weird. And I was, like, excuse me. I really hope you don't speak to all girls like this. <gasps> yes. And he sent me a gif of, like, someone going like that. Like, ugh. 
And he said, it was a joke, dot, dot, dot. And I said, how would I know that? And he said, because why would I be disrespectful out of nowhere, dot, Bruh, dot, dot. Because men are disrespectful out of nowhere. <laughs> because you literally just said not interested and you didn't even say just kidding. Of course I'm going to think you're being serious. And it's, okay, you have to be very careful when you're on a dating app and like trying to banter and be sarcastic because yeah. I've been sarcastic and like guys have been like, oh, I didn't know you were being sarcastic. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Like. You know, and it just, it's a text thing. Like, it, you can't hear yeah. inflection and their voice tone. Like, it's just, it's completely different. So. Yeah. And that's where I'm like, maybe I did overreact and maybe I did misunderstand because I was in my head about it. But I was just like, I talked to my friend Kylie and she was like, I told her this and she's like, if you think of any, like nice guy that you're friends with would they say something like that to you without being like kidding or without any other like haha or just you know and I was like no they wouldn't because that can be easily taken as like you're being serious I don't even know you like why would you joke about that I don't know what are what is your thought on it um I don't know I so here's my thing I think sometimes there's a reason why people don't respond lengthy um they could be like doing something else like i find when boys are playing video games are not as like lengthy with their responses because they're just typing back a response quickly and then going back to their game it doesn't mean they don't care it just means that they just are a little preoccupied and i think like i feel like that way too and like i've had people being like oh like are you mad at me like and I'm like, no, I'm just busy with something. Like, I, I'm responding to you because, like, I, I I care about you, but I'm just doing something else. So, like, that could be a reason why. Yeah, yeah. That's I true. Think, you could have, like, forgot to say something else. I think the not interested thing, I think I just expect guys to just be rude like that because you just see it so often. And I think if you don't know yeah. someone, it's just so different to come off with sarcasm like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I Are you still talking to him? Like, No, after he said that, okay, I'm a little psycho, I must say. Like, maybe I get offended too easily, but I don't want to waste my time with someone who, I don't know. So I, I unmatched him. Nice. And then I unfollowed Probably. him on everything. Yeah. I mean. Like, I don't know. I was just kind of like. I think it's a little, a little risky of him to, you know, just throw that out there and I I think you're right like the only guy friend I have is my friend Jared who would say that kind of crap to me and I'd be like haha like you're a meanie but like I know he'd be joking but like we've been friends for five years yeah like exactly yeah like I have a guy friend that would do that too and even if like I'd be like all right even if my current side piece as in (laughs) I I hate saying the word boyfriend I'm so gross um (laughs) if he said that to me I would and like didn't say like joking or uh, I don't know, I would be kind of thrown off a little bit, like, because that's just not yeah. his personality. So, and, like, yeah. I just think it's, yeah. I don't know. I'm sure, I mean. Like, if okay, this is kind of weird, know. but if he had said not interested with an exclamation point, I would have been like, oh, he's being, like, not interested, like, as a joke, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which is, not I don't a... know why, but exclamation points just make everything sound like you're not angry, which is why I use them in emails a lot, because I don't want to sound too dry. Oh, God, you're right. Maybe he was fake. (laughs) 
Maybe he was kidding because if he put an exclamation point or like an emoji, I'd be like, yeah. Ha, ha. But like, straight up, not interested. Nothing else. And I think I'm used to guys being like just saying whatever because I think people just don't. There's no consequence. Really think yeah there's no consequence they don't think that there's actually another person on the end other end of it It seems kind of like abstract and I think they don't care about what they say but I don't know my cousin and I were talking about this because I showed her and she was like yeah maybe he wasn't interested and he meant it but didn't think he would respond like that so he said oh it was a joke but that's true too I think I mean we're we're hyper reading into this like girls do (laughs) but but um (laughs) Yeah, I think uh, I think your standards are set, and you were like, I'm not putting up with this garbage, and just dropped them. Yeah. So we like that. Yeah. To continue the spooky theme, um, one of my, what I want to talk about was, I guess, and also ask you, Kat, because you have lived alone in Boston, but one of my biggest fears is kind of being alone, I think, just... Mm-hmm being alone physically being alone in a like relationship wise I guess it's not really a fear of mine I kind of like being single right now but um just in general being alone and I like having people around and stuff and I I think I get worried that my mind will run elsewhere and yeah I feel I'll be like uh like I need to see someone like the beginning of quarantine I kind of was like oh my god I am alone all day kind of sucks I mean I think I handled it pretty well and I think I did okay but I think you worry more about it than it's actually yeah an issue like it's really in your head I think um because I realized like now that I'm at my family's in Philly's house we were all working all day and doing school so we're all in our separate rooms doing work and I realized I don't even see them anyway really until the end of the day but like I know that they're there and I think that's comforting exactly but like knowing you're alone can be scary so how did you and I've definitely talked to you about this but for the followers how did you deal with it like when you were in Boston Um, if you ever felt that way I think in Boston it was different because I would wake up early be it in class in the morning and then the afternoon would be at the library until pretty, like, late, like, dinner time. So at that point, like, I was ready to have my alone time. Like, I was like, thank God. Like, I would just come home to my studio. Like, I drop off groceries and the laundry and just, like, veg. And I had Sandy. And when I didn't have Sandy, even still, like, it was just nice to have some downtime. Um, that being said... When I went up there to get some stuff during COVID and, like, none of my friends were there and I was there a couple days just by myself in the apartment 100% of the time, I was like, shit, this could be bad. Um, But I think, so I I can understand your fear of that because that's kind of how it's going to be for you when you go up there, right? Like, you're going to be working from home. Yeah. So one thing I would recommend is to get outside once a day whether Mm, it's to walk to get a coffee in the morning or to walk to the grocery store or just to do something like go to the park and like take some pictures of yourself i don't care like get outside once a day (laughs) um 
Um, yeah, definitely. I think also, like, doing different activities in your apartment that aren't in your bedroom. So, like, mm. I think you're lucky that the apartment has, like, a living room and a kitchen and you have, like, the, you know, the second bedroom that'll be empty. You can make that your office for the time being and, like... Yeah. I think having, like, the separation, because that's something I noticed, like, here, like, although I have my roommate downstairs, like, I am alone most of the day before I went back into work, and I would be working up here. I hated that my bed was so close to my desk, because I would just want to get back into bed. And same thing in my parents' house. Like, I tried working in different areas, and I was much more productive when I wasn't working in my bedroom, because then, like, my bedroom was, like, my place where I could, like, go and just, like, decompress and, like, um, doing some kind of, like, physical activity, like, yoga in, like, the living room helped me. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I think just, like, general living alone tips, like, doing whatever it is possible to make you feel as safe as possible. Ever since college, when, um, I was at a friend's apartment and was, like, physically assaulted from, like, a person who broke in, like... You know, I definitely, like, have been, like, all about the safety. So when I moved to Boston, yeah. I was like, I need to make sure that this is the safest place possible. So, like, you know, you're living in a good area. You're on the fifth floor. No one's going to want to walk all the way up there to, to find you. No, Unless they're yeah. looking for you specifically. But that's a really low chance. Um, Jeez, that'd be frightening. Um, well, when I had that stalker in Boston, that was a fear of mine. Um that he would find out where I live. That's a different story oh. for a different podcast or day. Yeah. But, um, oh, yeah. So whatever it is that makes you feel the most safe, whether that's getting, like, those, like, smart doorbell things that have, like, a camera outside, having, like, multiple locks on the door, like, a little beep-beep sound, like, when the door opens, whatever makes you feel safe, just do it. Like, don't be like, this is irrational, just do it, because you'll feel secure and safe in your home and comfortable and i think again being on the fifth floor is a good thing other like weird things too that helped me was um playing music so it wasn't always so quiet um like when yeah. i was like folding laundry cooking like having a tv show sometimes in the background like when i was cleaning like i had to throw in the office for some reason that just like was nice um if i just like wanted to hear voices also like a quick FaceTime call with someone can, like, make a difference in just, like, your day and just, like, having that conversation and then you're like, oh, I feel so much better. Like, that was so nice. Yeah. And yeah, that's very true. Last but not least, having a pet really is nice. Like, I noticed a difference when I didn't have Sandy in Boston versus when I did. Um, yeah. Because you aren't alone. You're never alone. You always have a little something there that wants to be with you. And she's literally curled up right below me under this under my desk sleeping Aww. and she's so cute and when i get in bed tonight she'll probably crawl into bed with me and you know it's something also to take care of so like you have a point to like you have a purpose to wake up in the day like to feed your animal yeah. like you know you eat when they eat like i don't know i just i that really helped me and the fact that you have the whole place to yourself like you can wake up when you want you can throw the lights on you can leave them off you can make as much noise yeah. as you want. Like, you can make a yeah. giant smoothie and make a ton of noise. No one's there. You yeah, know, you can. So you don't have to use headphones listening to music or, like, having work meetings. Like, you that have all true. this, like, freedom that you don't even think about when you live by yourself. That's, like, really empowering, in my opinion. Like, I felt so 
You can walk around naked if you want. Oh, Allie, that's the other thing, too. <laughs> that's something that builds confidence that you don't even realize. Like, I, the minute I would get home every day from class, I would literally strip down and I'd only wear a giant t-shirt. No, un- even, like, no underwear. That's- I'd just get into bed and just be like, here we go. Like, that was... That's so liberating. It is. Like, like <laughs> and you feel just so comfortable in your place. I mean, I had the blinds down mm-hmm. whatever for my neighbors, but I was free to do whatever I wanted to. And it was dope. Like, I loved it so that's so fun so there's lots of like more positive things about living by yourself than the negative so i think those are my tips for you i think you're gonna be fine and i think living alone is so empowering and the thing with the downtime like there are any moments where you kind of get a little overwhelmed and you do feel lonely but i think it makes you so comfortable with yourself like i actually feel like from since living I just burped for my ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was possible. Well, that. Um, I think now going from, like, living alone to, like, when I went with my parents to versus here, the most empowered I felt was living alone because you take care of yourself. Mm. Like, everything is just about that. I don't know. I really, I, I, I like had that. such a positive experience living by myself. Like, even when I was being oh, really soft, good. which is, again, a story for a different day, but, you know... I still felt safe in my apartment and I still felt happy. Um, No, that's really good to hear. That makes me really happy. And someone else said to me that they think it's going to be really good for me because you get really comfortable with yourself and a lot of feelings, maybe unprocessed feelings of things come to light which is very scary for me of because course, of course you don't obviously so we don't like feel the feelings but we have to feel the feelings the yes exactly i mean damn you're living in the middle of new york city like go on dates by yourself like i've been doing that like like planning like to go to a museum by yourself like actually then you that's what i did going and shopping i did a practice yourself. run this weekend Good. i i was like i don't really have anything to do so i went to this art museum in Philly um, and got myself some bubble tea and I kind of spent the day by myself and I was like this is not like bad like there's so much you can do just by yourself and oh yeah you can go anywhere and like I especially with the lack of people yeah I love shopping by myself I like going to museums by myself and go at your own pace even going to the movies by yourself we can't really do that now but like that back when yeah that was nice you know like going to concerts by yourself like you push the boundaries at, at some point I like to travel by myself like I like to go to Iceland alone empowered I actually just texted my cousin who lived alone in Arlington and um I was like can you give me some advice on living alone she just said um I try to do something new every day like go for a walk or get coffee or even just check my mailbox mm-hmm. haha this is during quarantine it really helped to have something to look forward to. Like, I'd do a big dinner takeout on Friday night and had The Bachelor to stream on Wednesdays, LOL, um, trips on the calendar, um, etc. So that's, like, during quarantine because she, she lived in, in Arlington during quarantine when it first started. And we both were discussing an escape plan to go back to Denver because she's from Denver. Yeah. Now I think things are better. Things are, like, opened. Like, people are a little bit more... Like they, I feel like everyone knows how to deal with it better. Yeah, and exactly. We're well just equipped. Kind of like in that acceptance phase of this, where like everyone yeah. went through like the seven stages of grief, and like now we're just like, all right, this is how it's gonna be. For we're a in while. that acceptance. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm really glad to hear you say that. I, 
one last I'm thing forward to that I just remembered explore your mm-hmm. neighborhood because yeah. I love my neighborhood and I had I lived in the shopping district so like um it's I lived like right near this like beautiful little like park that spanned a bunch of blocks and a little shopping like street area and I loved just like going into like my favorite bookstore and just like buying a new book and like window yeah. shopping at like urban and madewell and then popping in for a coffee down the street and then going into sephora and looking at the makeup and like going to lush and getting like a face mask like and then just you know like it just it makes it a day i think that's you know or like take a day and explore a certain part of the city be like okay on saturday i'm gonna you know explore the east village or i'm gonna explore chinatown or i'm gonna explore you know the upper east side like whatever it is like you know because then like it makes it like something to look forward to you know what i mean yeah exactly and i think because i i kind of i didn't exactly live alone last summer but i didn't really like hang out with my roommate in when i was in east village like we went to work we came back at different times and i would sit in my room at night and watch tv but to kind of when i didn't have things to do after work like i didn't have a happy hour or something i would plan like going to a new food place so I could yeah. take pictures and try it. So I feel like there's literally so many neighborhoods in New York that are all so different. And that's why I'm excited for you to come. And yeah, every neighborhood is so different and has its own like unique things and different feels that I feel like you could spend so much time just yeah. exploring. So yeah, I'm It's going to be more empowering than you think it. it is. Like I was very nervous yeah. a alone, and, like, my parents, like, just dropped me off. My sister left. Like, I was, like, crap. But then, like, I focused yeah. more on, like, making the place myself, like, very homey. Like, I I had my decorations exactly where I wanted them. I bought decorations that I wanted to. I organized the kitchen how I wanted to. I decorated my room. Like, making, like, that, to me, makes the space. So, like, taking time to, like, consciously think about what you're putting in your space and, like, making it your own and making it happy is so crucial to being happy living by yourself. Oh, I totally can understand that. And I think just getting a little bit deeper here for a second, I haven't really had, like, my own, besides school, because, like, I've made my school, uh, not dorm, school apartment, like, my own, kind of. But I just haven't had, like, a home in like two years because I had to sell my childhood home um just for some context I know you know this but um my mom died in 2019 oh god not 2019 2018 and my dad died in 2012 so I had to sell my childhood home in uh 20 what was it like it was the summer of 2019 yeah so it was before my senior year yeah so I think just hopping around so much I've gotten used to it I've kind of felt like a vagabond a little (laughs) (laughs) but I think it'll be so nice for my own mental health and my own like stability to kind of root yeah, myself absolutely. in like a place I, that's like mine I can't imagine what that must be like for you and to just not feel so settled and to kind of feel like you're living in someone else's space it's going to be so nice to have this space and this be your home like this is yours yeah. and only yours until I come 
but it's still yours. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You own it. You make it how you want and you make the space how you want. And it's so empowering and it's, it's going to feel weird at first, but then it's going to start to feel normal and it's going to feel good. Yeah. I'm glad you said all that. It makes me feel better about it. Yeah. You can but. always talk to me about it off the air, but you know, I think you're going to be yeah. just fine. I really do. Thank you. I think so too. So basically let's, tune in to our arts segment oh finally we know what we're going to talk about which yes evil, evil on netflix i actually have not finished it which okay so i'm on episode seven okay. so i don't know how many episodes there's like, there are i think Maybe 12 ten. there's a there's a good amount oh okay so to preface evil each episode is kind of different there's a different story it's a psychologist, a priest in training, and a tech guy all working together trying to figure out if someone's, like, possessed, trying to figure out if a miracle occurred, a, pro- a prophet is real, trying to disprove that or prove it. So each episode's kind of different, and there were a few. I feel like it's really good. I... I really like some of the things that they talk about and I think a lot of the themes are like when there isn't evil occurring it ends up being real life evil you know yeah. what I mean it ends up being someone like evil isn't something that has to be mystical like the way people act and the way people are yeah. and certain things can be evil like racism um the one with they were trying to figure out if it was a miracle that that girl came alive again after being dead for two or three hours they realize it's only because they they don't put as much effort into like black patients as they did white patients and they were when they let doctors like what we don't we treat everyone the same but like you yeah that's a great way that's a great point that evil is within us and you know you can act on it and people can be evil and it's not it's a mystical thing it's like a real thing that you have control over and happens all the time sadly yeah just wait exactly. till you get wait yeah. till you get to the episode i the character the priest what's his name oh my god i can't think of his name eric not eric what no <laughs> whatever his name <laughs> he is in the hospital and he is um he's gonna be fine just a preface, but um, a nurse treats him differently because he's black and tries to like oh, yeah. withhold care. And as someone who wants to go in the medical field, this was the most disturbing thing I've ever seen in a long time. Like to watch something that I'm sure happens sadly in healthcare, whether it's a microaggression or something as blatant as that was, it made me nauseous, like physically ill to think yeah. about that yeah. i like how the yeah. science that they use like the psychological character um psychologist um i like her character a lot and i think there are some scientific explanations for why things happen it's also weird because i grew up catholic so i grew up believing in like exorcisms yeah. and stuff and like i don't know part of do you not believe that that can happen what do you say like a do you not believe that someone could be possessed oh no i like, do i do 100 i think okay okay i and some people don't and that's okay there's been instances of it 
where unexplainable things happen that just can't be explained by science so I mean I think that it's definitely just wait till the end of the of the series they leave it on a good cliffhanger I can't wait I need to watch well another thing that the show talks about it's not always about evil it's more also just about religion and faith and god i guess and something that Kristen, i think that's her name the psychologist brings up is she says to the priest who i forgot i'm looking up his name right now he is a okay he he was in (laughs) he's um, a stand-up man okay well so it was weird because he was in girl's trip and in the movie he's like this cheating husband and so I didn't what? like him, and then I saw him, and he's, like, the nicest person ever in this he's show. He's so, so nice like, oh, in wait, this. He, I for- like, but he played that part so well. Um, I love how he takes drugs to get That is crazy to me. Um, <laughs> yeah. His name? Oh, it's David Acosta. Ugh, David. Oh, that sounds so familiar. I don't know why, Probably but... Probably watching the show. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. <laughs> I thought you meant that. No, that's his name. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. His name, David. Okay. <laughs> wait, we'll talk about the drugs. But wait, what were you? What were you gonna say about? Oh, so he, Kristen is talking to David about faith and saying, and this is something I've always wondered, because obviously there's a bunch of people who have hardships in their lives like you know there's poverty there's kids who die young from cancer there's just so much chaos in the world and I think Kristen brings up like why if God is real why does he bless some and not others I think she was yeah yeah like why do some worried about her daughter you know like that it was the miracle episode yeah like why do some get miracles why would this girl be able to come back to life when other people can't like why does my daughter have i think her daughter is like a heart issue or something yeah so she kind of brought that up and how god um why god picks and chooses and i actually they were explaining possession at one point and there's actually different types and there's one called diabolical oppression which means that a demon is making really bad things happen to you in your life and they brought up the story of job i think it was and i looked up <laughs> i was like getting into religion and all this yeah. i looked at the story of job i don't know do you know that story i know the name about the story i'm actually interested in hearing this yeah basically this man who has like a great family a huge farm all these animals like wealth and all that Satan comes to God and is like, he only loves you, God, because he has all this wealth and he has all this happiness and prosperity. So let's see what would happen if he didn't. Would he still praise you? So God is like, okay, let's try this experiment. And he kills all his kids and like, there's like a fire on his farm and like all this bad stuff happens for no reason. But Job still like loves God and still praises him. And... But he still wonders why God did that to him when it doesn't happen to other people. And God kind of vaguely explained that everything's random and the universe is so complex that it means something. But he 
humans can't understand it. Like, God yeah. has, like, this bigger picture of, like, I, you know, it's what's so, going on. I think that's a great story because I think people look at it as if, like, God has a wand and can do stuff. But I think God set the whole world in motion and is just letting it occur how it's going to occur. Like, I think God is more of yes. a domino effect. Like, I think God made the Big Bang happen, like, and pushed that domino. And, like, everything is happening. Yeah. And he has no control or maybe, I mean, he could control it, but he's letting the world happen as it's going to. And that's yeah. why I think, like, Agreed. it's easy to be like, well, why would God do this to me? But he's not doing it. The universe just happens. Shit just happens. You know? Yeah. It's just, you can't control it. Like, you know, people get in accidents. People die. People lose their jobs. There's no rhyme or reason, but it's not God. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't believe that it's God being like, well, you to get this and you don't get this and I'm going to make your life miserable. Yeah. I really think it's a domino effect. So how do you feel about people saying like, (laughs) I'm so blessed that I have this or that? I think, I I think think I, I always got mad. I I (laughs) I always got mad when people said that. I think you can be thankful. But it's stupid of me. No, that's not stupid. I think it's how you interpret the word. Like. People can say I'm blessed as in, like, I'm blessed by God because I think that God gave me these gifts. And I think, yes, by creating the universe, God did give gifts. But I also think that you can be blessed in a sense that, like, you are more thankful. I'm thankful that I have the roof Mm. over my head. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for my friends. Like, I am thankful that this world exists and I have these things. You know, not to be serious, but, like, when you lost your parents, like, did you feel like you were angry at God? Like, if you, if you believe in God, like, were you angry at the universe? Like, and wondered why yeah. you... Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely have been there. And I think after watching this and then mentioning that story of Job and the diabolical oppression, I was like, did I do something wrong? Or, like, why is this happening to me? Is there, like, a reason? Yeah. Is for this happening because I think in a lot of religions if you do something or if you do something in your past life you'll be punished like there's always like something in motion and like there's always a reason but I for a while I was like why is this happening to me but I agree with your viewpoint too that I think I think just things are random I think I don't think God chooses one person over the other to give and no one should have to Things go through too. what you went through. And I and I I know I've told you this before, but I think you're probably the strongest person besides my own mother that I know. I'm, I'm being dead ass serious. But but I think you know, I think it's okay to to feel your emotions and whatever you think in those moments of anger and hate and sadness are okay, but to see the light in the tunnel, I think it's good to have that thought in your head of like what actually is that it's not you and you didn't do anything wrong and you didn't deserve this, but the dominoes are yeah. going to fall the way they're going to fall. And you can only control what you can control. And some things are just out of your control and it's so hard to be okay with that. Yeah. I mean, after watching this show, like some of it's like really scary. Some of it's kind of cheesy, but there were some moments where I was like, I kind of want to like, like, religion and all that really fascinates me, and I'm not super religious, but yeah. I want to be more, I'm more religious spiritual, because I like, think it provides, yeah, 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 yeah spiritual. 
it provides a lot of inner peace it does. i think if you look at it a certain way it does. um so wait can we talk about how the priest takes drugs to see god because i actually would love to talk about that because yeah and i was trying to figure out what it was exactly i think he took he um caps uh not it looked like so i looked like maybe some kind of shroom where you like can put it in tea and drink it yeah okay i don't think it's lsd so one thing that i i was um on youtube and you know i've been really into miley cyrus because she's been doing a lot of like a lot of her covers on tiktok coming up and um she's got a really raspy cool rock voice but her and her sister um did a duet like acoustic for Oa Cyrus's new song I Got So High That I Saw Jesus and when you listen to it it's beautiful I'm gonna definitely link it for the listeners like in the story because that cover I think is better than the original song I think it's beautiful and I think I don't think you have to be spiritual to like the song and to like to see it but I think it's so true that you know drugs aren't necessarily always a bad thing because they can make you see something that you couldn't that your mind was closed off to like i think the way that these like in the show that the drug is shown is that it's almost opening his mind up like to new ideas and to new thinking and to see something that isn't there when he and again it's probably a hallucination what he's seeing like because that's the drug but yeah if that brings you peace and makes you think about things in a different way you know, I think that's a really beautiful thing. And I think the way that's like, like, I don't know, the song that Noah Cyrus sang, like, I think it's beautiful. And I'm singing it. And I'm like, I feel like I'm like a church person now, like singing this like Jesus song, yeah. which is not me. But I really think it's beautiful. And I think there's some truth behind it that you can reach that level with weed or whatever, you know, whatever drug you choose to get high. <laughs> weed. And, yeah, sure. You know, not that we're condoning that it's on the show, weed. but. If you live in a state or, or a city where it's legal, have at it. But, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. I just think there's some truth behind using drugs in a positive totally. way to, like, alleviate anxiety and to see things that you wouldn't normally see and feel things that you wouldn't normally feel and how to be a positive experience. But, yeah, so Evil was or ten is ten really good. I still have yet to finish. Yeah, and I... The one thing I wish they did was kind of give more closure to some of the stories. Like, the guy... I texted you, Jeremy. Yeah, I was like, episode. what's going on? But I think it makes you think about things. The guy like it, you know, makes jumps you really off wonder, the... Yeah. Was it a supernatural thing or was it, like, a physical thing, you know? This is true. Keeps this is up. true. And the two that I was, like... It was the guy that jumped off the roof and then... The one where they, they suspect that they actually killed the boy that tried to drown his yeah. sister. They and totally did. They, got, they definitely did because the guy was talking to the, the dad was talking to the police saying, like, that's not his blood, blah, blah, blah. And that, I was like, what the? It's nuts. Like, I cannot believe that. That was a crazy episode. Um, but yeah, it does make you think. Maybe I'll watch it tonight if I don't tune into The Bachelor. So. That's all. Thanks that. for tuning in for this that long was a ass really episode. Good episode. We hope you liked it. Yeah, thank you for listening. You made it this far. God I'm bless you. Hoping it was worth every second. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, bless your soul. Um in a non-religious way. 